Thanks for joining us. We are here to talk about 10 days and specifically we're going to be looking at what happened this last year but also what uh, I've learned the last handful of years. Um, with me is Eddie Ruiz and Eddie is a, a staff person at Heroes Camp which is an inner city South Bend ministry to youth, to young men. And so Eddie, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. And then also we have Dennis Shapu, and Dennis, he is the senior pastor at Open Door Christian Fellowship in Elkhart, Indiana. Thanks for being with us, Dennis. You bet. Well, we got a few things we want to talk about today, and I'm really looking forward to this, to this because we had such a great time this last fall when we were doing the 10 days. And so let's just share, um, what were some highlights? What, what are some things that you saw God do, some things that, that uh, were pleasant surprises maybe last fall when we were doing 10 days? One of the things that I was really encouraged about was uh, getting to meet new people that are not in my circle. That was, uh, that was uh, um, I love that because I'm a relational person. I get to see folks that don't necessarily walk in my stream or swim in my stream, but they love the Lord and uh, they love to pray. And so that was really encouraging for me to meet uh, folks from different communities, different cities, getting together and praying. It, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I came into the event uh, with pretty low expectations. Uh, I've, over, over the years, I've been involved in a variety of, of uh, kind of event-driven ministries. and. I'd gotten to the point where, where I was done with the next major event that was going to usher in revival or renewal or bring together unity in the community. And when, when you raised the issue of 10 days, it hit me at a time when uh, I was desperate personally yeah. to, to raise my, my prayer game. And so uh, this provided a neat opportunity to do that. And what surprised me was how powerful it was to connect with you guys every morning and evening, but also uh, with, with the nucleus of, of, of people that, that began to gather together, again, from, from different congregations, different communities, uh, some from large cities, some from little townships, and to find common ground with each other. It, uh, it was a real delight and a blessing. Uh, not to mention the opportunities where, where God met us mm -hmm. and, and we saw some really profound things happen in the Spirit. Yeah, and I would love to go down that path a little bit because I was pleasantly surprised as well because I've been doing this for five years, but this is the first year we really saw God start just doing things related to our prayer times but outside of our prayer mm -hmm. times. And He just started to show up and it was really awesome and so let's let's share a few of those stories. Well I, I think one of the best testimonies is the one you have to share about, about the, the, the the woman that you got mm -hmm. called to minister to. Why don't you mm -hmm. share that one? Yeah so our, our format for this 10 days was that we met three early morning slots over the 10 days. We met five afternoons and then we met 10 evenings so every actually 11 so every evening we were we were seeking the Lord as well. Well, on the third day, as I recall, we were really in the Lord's presence, crying out to the Lord, and we were really confessing that we were not being bold as uh, evangelists, as sharing our faith, as witnessing for Christ. And we just began to come before the Lord and ask Him to use us to 
to seek and save the lost. Well, anyway, the next day we're in one of those afternoon prayer times. And at the very end, I get this phone call from this person who had been involved in 10 days, but was actually at work. And he said, hey, can you, and my wife, uh, Renee, and then you, Eddie, can you guys come over and can you pray uh, for this gal? And Eddie, what do you remember about this whole thing? Um, when we got there, um, we had to wait a few moments until they got free from uh, customers. But then we began to speak uh, to this young lady. Uh, I was real direct because I knew we didn't have much time. So I, uh, so I just asked her a simple question. Um, what is your spiritual history? And she said, well, I've gone to church a few times with my grandmother. And then I asked her, I said, uh, have you accepted the Lord? And she said, well, no. And she said, well, don't you think that's pretty important? And she said, yeah, I guess so. And so then I, I turned the ball over to uh, your, your, your wife, Renee. Yeah. And, uh, and then Renee just led her into the Lord's Prayer and prayed with her. And we just saw uh, this young lady um, her countenance changed, uh, tears of repentance came, and tears of joy uh, came, and it was just a wonderful time. Not only did we minister to her, then we got to minister to uh, the, uh, her baby that was in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, that was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it was really exciting. And so, you know, when I look back on that thing, it, it was just amazing to know the backstory where she had struggled with fear issues. She was obviously a, a single mom needing help, and she had all kinds of things going on, but God really came in power. And Renee has been doing follow-up with yeah. her um, right up through this last week, and I'm assuming this is going to continue. So anyway, it's just been an awesome thing. But God did other things too. Um, you know, Dennis, I remember we were getting low before the Lord, yeah. which, by the way, was one of our major themes, get low before the Lord over these 10 days. So we're on the first couple days, I think it was the second day, and God did something for yeah. you after the prayer time. Well, when Dave talks about getting low, uh, Eddie and I both <laughs> wondered, uh, I think the first three days we were mourning and we were lamenting and we were confessing. And uh, I mean, we've been in ministry for some time, but, but we haven't been low before the Lord quite for that long of a time. But once, once we really gave ourselves to that, it, it was a good process. And I think, was it the second, the second night that we met? Mm -hmm. um, we weren't really... I don't think you were planning to have times for individual ministry, but, but, but at the end of the evening, you just add, is there anyone that, that is suffering that, that, needs, that needs prayer? That needs prayer? Yeah. And uh, I thought, well, uh, it's, it's not a life-threatening uh, issue, but I'm, I'm real sensitive to, to, to my, when my body's in pain, and uh, my left shoulder had been in pain for, for months, I tried stretching, I tried some over-the-counter medications to relax and uh, receive prayer, and it just continued to persist. So I knew that I had a pain, uh, and I could move, and, and yeah, it was there. And, and so a, a handful of people gathered around me and prayed for me. Um, and uh, when it came to report back to the group, and, and Dave asked how my, my shoulder was doing, I said, you know, and I, I did all the moves, and, 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 and I says, I don't have that pain in my, sh in, in my shoulder blade anymore. Uh, now, I still had the pain in my neck. <laughs> I thought, this is kind of unusual, Lord. Why, why would you just immediately relieve me of the pain in my shoulder blade, but not in my neck? And no sooner I, do I get in the car and I'm driving home, you know, 
our time with the Lord doesn't end when the prayer meeting ends. Mm -hmm. So in the 20 minute drive home, uh, the Lord is downloading to me and, 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 and what I receive, what I perceive the Lord saying is this pain is going to be here for a time uh, to be a reminder to you that I, that your shoulder blade was healed tonight and, and any strategy formed against your body is an offense to me. Hmm. So I, I want this to be a reminder to you to give thanks to me. Hmm. And over a period of time, I'm going to bring you into a new place of understanding how I want to move uh, in your body, but, but also how I want to move in and through you. And so it's been a really good journey. I won't take the time to, to talk about all the things that have happened since, but I can say my shoulder has not hurt since. Mm -hmm. uh, it is healed, and the Lord continues to minister through uh, this, this neck issue, which is diminishing in pain as I continue to learn to, to partner with him. Yeah, and there were a couple other documented healings yeah. that we've been able to follow up on. It's just exciting. It wasn't like we were going into 10 days thinking right, healing, right, right. but things happened. And then another highlight, Eddie, that that night you led, um, if you could just share a, a little bit about hmm. that. Um, I just shared about uh, the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit moves, and uh, then we gave opportunity for, for folks to, for ministry, actually, and people came up for prayer, and I remember uh, Aaron coming up for prayer, and uh, I think some folks had laid hands on him, and I just I was praying w with other folks, and I just felt led to go over there and just lay my hands on him, and um, next second he falls over. Uh, good, I was there to catch him. Oh, okay, yeah, so. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, I had my part. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, you know I just continue on ministering and then uh, I think you asked uh, Aaron when he got up if he had ever had that experience before and he said no, no. yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and actually Aaron uh, the Lord was really dealing with him when he was on the ground and I think you said that he he saw light or something I don't remember yeah the Lord was just ministering to him for about a half hour yeah. and his eyes were closed but there was still this light that flashed yeah. by and yeah. yeah it was really a powerful yeah. uh, uh, thing for him. Yeah, and then there was uh, th three young ladies there that uh, the Lord really touched uh, all three of them, and uh, they were just uh, just weeping before the Lord, and um, I think Renee actually was ministering one of the girls really, yeah. really for a long time. It was just amazing. It's amazing. Right, and, and the Lord had really impressed on my heart the day before that he was going to move that night, and I would even try to pray for it, and he's like, it's done. Like, I didn't have the freedom to even pray, yeah. and then you led, and God did that. It was really, really encouraging. Okay, so we've mentioned a couple things. Um, one is Dennis, as part of his story, he's talking about getting low before the Lord and this posture of mourning, which I want to talk about a little bit more about. Then we're talking about God moving in power and these great things happening, and so... Let's talk a little bit about the 10-day journey, okay? Um, it was definitely, to me, a bit of a marathon. I mean, I like I said, I've been doing this for a few years, but it's like some of these meetings, you know, like the early morning ones were 5 a.m., and it's mm -hmm. like, I, I, do I really want to do this? Mm -hmm. Can I do this? Uh, can I get out of this? Or even some of the evenings, which, you know, don't have that same sacrifice, but some of those evenings were... Like, wow, catch my breath, yeah. you know, and that kind of a thing. Yeah. And so there was a, a perseverance to this. See, see I, I didn't have that experience because um, I, I retired from uh, from my church. Well, I stepped down from my church two years ago. And so 
um, before, I never had really the time because I also worked a, a secular job, and I'd be on my job driving, and I'd say, Lord, if I just had more time, I'd really seek you. Okay, when I retired, I remember I, the Lord reminded me of what I had told him. And so, um, uh, yeah, so I dedicated myself to, to prayer. And me and a friend get up at, uh, th well, three o'clock, from, from, from three o'clock to seven o'clock, we pray, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so then, uh, after I'd come home from prayer, uh, I'd go home and get in my sofa and pray some more, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's not like uh, this was a stretch for me to pray those times. Mm -hmm. But but once again, like I said, um, it was just wonderful to meet with different folks every single night mm -hmm. uh, for prayer. That, yeah. that was really awesome for me. You know, I, I think one thing we've got to remember with this is we have people that haven't prayed a whole lot before. Right. Then we have people yeah. like yourself yeah. that are true intercessors, people like me that are somewhere in between. And let's just say there's a long on-ramp on yeah. this 10 yeah. days Amen. thing. Like even for me, the first year, I'm like trying to juggle all my schedule. I'm trying to do that and then show up for prayer times. Well, another thing that was huge for me in this last year was to set aside as much of my schedule mm -hmm. as possible, which yeah. I would say was close to, I don't know, 80, maybe 90% of all my schedule activity. I set it aside just to focus on the Lord and, and take this deep dive with Him. And so it's been a journey for me and just helping people come on this, this ramp um, and to get to that place where, hey, it's not such a stretch. Yeah. Oh, I think what, what you said is, setting aside everything else and just trying to focus as much as we can uh, on the Lord. Uh, sure, there are things that we have to do every single day, but but keep that to a minimum yeah. was really important, I think. We, um, as I shared with, with the folks at, at our congregation, uh, this is not a have to, it's a get to. Yeah, um, yeah. I know that, that your work schedules and family obligations may not allow some of you to, to really engage, but what we're looking for is not... Uh, come and, and, and show up, show up maybe once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to consider the 10-day, the focus is 10 days in which you, you really clear the table, clear your schedule, and, and it becomes the most important thing you're doing for 10 days. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to know Dave is to know that if anything that, that's worth doing is worth fasting for. So, of course, Dave brought in the fasting component, which... You know, sign me up. One of my favorite <laughs> spiritual disciplines to do right. is fasting and prayer. So, so here we are <laughs> asking people to join us for 10 days. Yeah. And then we're saying, oh, by the way, yeah. fast. And oh, by the way, get everything else out of yeah. your life. You could, you could have called this 10 days in a tank of gas too, because <laughs> yeah. we drove a lot. Yeah, oh. We drove a yeah. lot. There was a tank of gas yeah. in, in getting to all the places. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the fasting component... Um, I practiced fasting in the past. I can't say that it's one of my favorite disciplines, but um, Dave said, you know, consider it. And so I, I bought into it. I, I want the full meal deal. Uh, so I, I did the fasting. I, uh, my approach was uh, I, I fasted one meal a day and I ate lightly the other two meals. Uh, the fact that my wife was with her folks in Kansas made it easy <laughs> for me to just have a very different schedule. Mm -hmm. And the, the combination of, of clearing my schedule, of fasting and prayer, of limiting television, mm -hmm. uh, and, and my involvement in, in extraneous activities, and the fact mm -hmm. that I began the day, as you guys did, early in the morning, and it was the last thing I did at night, mm -hmm. all combined to, to make 
me really open and available to, to God's Spirit. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, I, I think these are the places we have to go if we're going to go with the Lord where he wants mm-hmm. to take us. Like when we say deep dive, and I, by the way, I loved that theme this year. It's the first yeah. time we use that yeah. phrase, but people kind of got it, yeah. even younger yeah. Christians. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know what all this is about, but deep dive with the Lord. Ooh, you know, that yeah. sounds yeah. drawing. and It stirs in you. Well, anyway, um, you know, I just really believe that if we're going to take a deep dive, it requires these kinds of measures. It requires the, the fasting. And, and we've talked about fasting media and internet and all that kind of stuff, as well as fasting food. And I think one thing that's really important, as others might be considering doing this too, is to fast both. Mm -hmm. Like, don't somehow cheat yourself from what Mm -hmm. the Lord wants to do. We're already taking a deep dive for 10 days. It's a massive commitment. Let's just go the whole way and get all that the Lord has for us and also be able to intercede. I believe in that that, that Mm -hmm. deeper place where we can see more of God's Mm -hmm. uh, fruit. Amen. You, you know this, but uh, for the audience I'll share, uh, I was so impressed with what the Lord did through me in the 10 days that I, I knew that I wanted uh, our congregation to have the opportunity to begin 2020 uh, with, with a similar experience. We, I, I didn't want to simply duplicate 10 days, so we did a, a six-day deep dive. And uh, I'll, I'll share this. Uh, when I introduced the concept, I, I shared the, the picture. This is... Uh, uh, when when uh, in the summers as a kid, I, I learned to swim at the municipal pool, and we always started in the shallow end, but my eyes always went <laughs> to the deep end to where the high dive was at. Yeah. And so I, and I said, I want you to consider that, that a six-day deep dive is an opportunity to move from the shallows, where you may be comfortable, uh, into the deeper waters of, of faith. And that, I love that imagery, and it seemed to really, really work, and, and yet... As I was preparing for the following Sunday, again, to, to, to kind of mention and, and, and elevate the idea of participating, the Lord very gently, as he, he's very gentle with me, it, it's, it's like he nudged me and then I could, I could feel him grin hmm. and I could feel him say, bless your heart, you mean well, but you don't quite have the right picture yet. Hmm. He says, when you talk about a swimming pool, it's got boundaries. It's got yep. boundaries. Yep. Why, he says, why do you always hem me in? And then instantly I had a picture of standing on the bank, banks of a fast-moving river. Wow. And he said, a river is a much better wow. picture because when, when you dive into a deep river, you never get out in nope, the same, same place. place. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So oh, it says, all you wow. have to do is show up, jump in, and let me carry you. Wow. I love it. So good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what really 10 days should be about, you know, that imagery of being carried by God in this river and going deep. And um, Let me change the subject just a little bit. I, I loved it that we weren't meeting always in the church. We were meeting in homes and even at Heroes Camp, you know, a mm-hmm. paraprofessional or, or Christian, uh, it's not church, but it is a Christian organization, right? And that was that was really pretty cool, yeah. I, I think, because we got different aspects of, you know, in church you're a little bit more reserved, yeah. okay? Yeah. In a home you're a little bit more relaxed, 
You know, mm-hmm. it was just a, a wonderful time, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, and so it might be helpful to highlight that our afternoons, those five afternoons, were in people's homes. Now, some people that do 10 days, the, the crowds that are coming are just too big to come yeah, in. Yeah. But still, I, I hear what you're saying. There's probably many people still on that on-ramp yeah. going yep. deeper and further with yep. 10 days. Homes are an awesome avenue, and God met with us yes, there. Yep. And, then, and then we were in churches yep. each night. And this year we did uh, four different churches, yep. three nights each. Well, actually one was two because it's actually over 11 evenings that we do this. And um, and it was powerful. Like I think when we ended up uh, the second to the last church we were at, that church downtown. downtown. And that's what yeah. it's called. <laughs> that church downtown in South Bend, Indiana. So now we're talking about Mayor Pete Buttigieg territory, and we're down in South Bend, in the inner city, which, Eddie, you understand extremely well from your ministry and life and so forth. But we're there, and we're praying for that part of Michiana. We're praying in the city, and you get something different when you're actually there. Yeah, Michiana, for those that are watching, is southwest Michigan and northern Indiana. Good point. Thanks for clarifying, Eddie. And roughly, how many people do you think live in the Michiana area where basically we're focusing our 10 days efforts? About 300 to 400,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, a neat spot with a variety of churches. Yes. And we're really hoping to see that John 17 unity come out in this whole area as we move forward. And, you know, this might be a good spot, actually, just to really reflect a little bit on the 10 days DNA. It's not just that we're having 10 days of prayer meetings on whatever. Dennis, earlier you mentioned about this idea of getting low before the Lord and mourning. That might be a foreign concept to some people, and I think we should unpack that a bit. But we didn't stay in that low posture the entire 10 days, and we had reasons for that. And so let's just talk about that a little bit, and I'll get us started in that um, in that. Jonathan Frizz, the founder of 10 Days, he gets this word from the Lord before he started 10 Days, And it is that uh, Babylon refuses to mourn. This is out of Revelation 18. Babylon refuses to mourn, but my people will mourn before my return. And when he said that to me the first time, it just really struck me so deeply. And and it was like, I, whenever we do 10 days, we want to incorporate that. Now, I realize different 10 days, different emphases, or different uh, approaches and schedules are going to do it differently. Um, but I just felt so strong. We have got to do this. Well, the way I'm wired, that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with that morning piece. Let's get low before the Lord. Most people have never done this. Yeah. And so um, I, I just want to uh, highlight that because it's, a, it's something powerful that comes from Jonathan Frizz himself about what, what's supposed to help guide us in our prayers. And so we spent the first three to four days in that posture. And again, even if people were not in an actual prayer meeting with 10 days, we're at home, we're still in that posture and we're seeking the Lord um, as we can. So, um, so, you know, just reflect on this. It's such a, almost a foreign concept, I guess, especially to American Christianity, our version of it. But mourning and weeping, it's a big part of the mm-hmm. Bible. You know, I think in 1 Samuel 1 with Hannah, she is just low, crying out to the Lord. She's barren. She wants a baby. And just that pouring out, like, you know, Jesus, he, he's, he's weeping over Jerusalem. He right. sees the condition, and it brings you to that low posture. This isn't what we're, the way things should be. And it breaks our hearts. And it's getting there that I think in these 10 days, it can take us 
to a whole different level or dimension with the Lord if we'll really embrace it. And so, you know, maybe in, in summary, in, in Matthew chapter 5, in the Beatitudes, Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn. It's not those that mourn are going to end up being depressed or in the, the psych ward. It's no, we're supposed to mourn. And we see national mourning, especially in the Old Testament. I know this might have been a little bit new or different for you guys. Is there anything that you would share or have to uh, insight on that mm -hmm. whole getting low piece? Uh, I think for me, Dave, it was, um, Lord, I'm open to getting low because I can't do it on myself, on my own, you know, my own effort. And uh, so I said, Lord, I'm open to your spirit to, to bring me to that place mm. of, uh, of humility and really, uh, uh, well, we went on to repentance, but you know, that's part of it, of getting low before the Lord. Yes. Uh, and uh, thankfully the Holy Spirit came and just really put that on me. And I think all of us, yeah. you know. What I observed, um, to mourn and then lament, to confess and then repent, um, it would have been easy for, for us uh, to point our fingers at the culture that surrounds us, to point our fingers at the government, to point our fingers at, at the opposition, people that think or act or live differently than we do. But what I observed is that uh, the folks that gathered together were, were willing and, and able to take personal stock of their life. Mm -hmm. the, the lamenting, the mourning, the confessing, the repentant happened uh, as we looked at our, took stock of our personal lives, mm -hmm. took stock of our experience of church in mm -hmm. local churches and in the church at large, and then began to take stock at our culture yeah. and the institutions that, that we're surrounded by. Right, right. And just to really mourn, and it's, it's still something I'm growing in, but mm -hmm. it's like until I started doing this, Basically, because of the emphasis in 10 days, I wasn't getting God's heart. Like, we can right. join God's yeah. heart in a mm -hmm. whole different way, yeah. mm -hmm. and yeah. it's powerful. Yeah. Now, another thing that's really a big part of uh, a 10 days DNA is the revival. Revival, desiring revival, desiring God's presence, desiring Him to come. And so, we also spent significant time, days, seeking the Lord's face, trusting God for revival and the outpouring of the Spirit and Great Awakening and these kinds of things. And so I guess one thing I really like about the 10 Days Journey is that you're weaving in these different themes and they're powerful. And what made that move possible, uh, you're going to love me affirming the mourning <laughs> and lamenting, but uh, until you we empty ourselves <laughs> of, of the stuff that takes up space yep. in our soul, uh, when we confess and repent, then we're able to receive Amen. what God has for Amen. us. Yep. Um, so that made possible the opportunity to move into to becoming revived and reinvigorated, to have our faith increase, to have our hope, the gift of hope placed in us. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a, a very natural transition. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that getting low is so key, and, and, and not only for us being revived, but I believe this is connected to some of the miracles that we described earlier that we yeah. saw, the salvation, the, the healings, etc. Yeah. Uh, one of the things about revival is everyone has a different idea of what that means, and it was interesting to see um, the reactions to people and their testimonies about what God had done during those 10 days. It was it was, it was a really uh, a wonderful experience for me. We're in the middle of the six-day deep dive at, at my local church this week. And um, something that got seeded in me during the 10 days, and it began to blossom uh, this week, 
as you're looking around and taking stock of the condition of, of the, the church, the culture, or government, and the world, uh, I've been in prayer meetings where, where we've we prayed our fixes to the Lord. We prayed our solutions to the Lord. We prophetically <laughs> declared and we've exercised our delegated, delegated authority. And all those things, they're, they're biblical and they're right and they're true and they're in a proper context. But what we began to become aware of is apart from people it, having a tangible experience of the presence of God, mm -hmm. um, really, nothing else works. Mm -hmm. I, I can get a momentary breakthrough mm -hmm. and then the next election comes. I can get a momentary breakthrough and then the next health catastrophe mm -hmm. occurs. I can get a, a, a momentary provision and then an, another crisis comes up. Yep. But if, if we can pray for people to become open and available to, to the presence of God, either through his word, his voice, through his gifts, through his fruit, through the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, any way you want. When, when people can begin to step into the presence of God, then they have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. Either they're going to lean in and, and, and go head over heels in love with him, or they're going to choose to step back and align themselves with the world. Mm -hmm. and, and I think as intercessors, we're discovering this becomes the most important thing for us mm -hmm. to pray for. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we move on, I do want to say, Dennis, that this whole thing that you just brought up not that long ago about in light of 10 days, you want to do a six days to launch off the new year. Um, it's just awesome. Um, you know, just think about 10 days. We hardly ever in the body of Christ, my, my experience, we hardly ever get called into this kind of a, a deep dive, this many days of prayer, this much prayer, these different facets of prayer. It hardly ever happens, but we don't have to wait for a whole year to do this again, yeah. like to really take the momentum and to go further in, like in this situation, open door. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of people that are coming that were part of 10 days, but there's a lot of others now that are coming that weren't part of 10 days. Oh, yeah. And I think that they're going to taste the Lord during these six yeah. days. When we do 10 days this coming fall, they're going to be ready. Yeah. They're yes. going to be primed. Yes. And now we're in a situation where people are really going to want to invite their friends. Yeah. Just a word of encouragement to, to the audience. Uh, and, and pastor to, to maybe church leader, I'd say this. Uh, don't despise small beginnings. Um, don't, don't, consider doing 10 days with the thought that, oh, I'm going to get my whole church to get involved. I'm going to get all the churches in my community to get involved. Uh, again, you're, you're focused on an event, and, and I don't think that, that God's in that. Uh, but, but, but look for the few who, who have the, the, the flame is, is burning and yeah. they have a passion for more, and gather with those few and begin there. In our case, in, in our congregation, quite frankly, uh, I was the only one that was there every night, every, every day from my church. And I had two, a couple come uh, that, that, quite frankly, had not been all that involved in, in, in our local church ministry. They've been coming to it for years. Good people, supportive people, but hadn't quite found the niche that they felt really called to become involved in. They showed up, and wow, um, 
They, they started coming every night. They yeah. were just drawn in. They kept showing up. They showed up in the evening and came in the mornings yeah. on some in events. In some afternoons. In yeah. some of those 5 a.m. meetings, they showed up. And, and I was kind of surprised <laughs> so that when I brought to our leadership the idea of doing a six-day deep dive, this couple said they were in. Wow. They were in. And now in our six-day deep dive, I've, I've consistently had 18 to 20 people there every night, um, which is <laughs> from... Just from a marketing perspective, is like an incredible increase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but it but the ones that are there want to be there. They cho- it wasn't a have to; it was yeah. a get to. Yeah. They 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 mm-hmm. chose to be there, and it's the beginning. Yeah. I, I think there's momentum. That that's what sold me, on ten days when Dave you came to me and asked if I would be involved, and I was thinking numbers, okay, mm-hmm. and you had to convince me that it didn't matter if it was just you your yeah. wife, and myself, we were going to do this thing. Right, because this is before Dennis came yeah, on yeah, little leadership yeah, yeah. team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was thinking numbers. Okay, i got to get numbers. How am I going to get numbers? Okay, and when you finally convinced me that it was, it didn't matter if it was just us three, I said, you know what, I can, I can live with that. Okay, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, it was, this is so important we're talking about this because 10 days is not about filling stadiums. Now, if stadium event happens i bless them and, and that'd be amazing mm-hmm. right yeah 10 days in a stadium that would be amazing yes. <laughs> tents outside the stadium wow this is great okay but um here's the thing is um i just really strongly feel that god is calling a remnant hopefully much bigger than that but at first a remnant and that group has got to get in link arms together in partnership together because that john 17 unity is another huge uh piece of dna of 10 days and come together but really connect with god i'm much more concerned as you were just saying eddie i'm much more concerned that we are meeting the living god we're getting direction Mm -hmm. from him he's meeting with us We're, we're it's vital relationship with him i'm much more concerned about that than the number of people that are coming Uh, another thing that just hit me is we didn't uh, we when we were meeting in the homes we let um, others facilitate it, it gave them opportunity to take mm-hmm. ownership of of mm-hmm. ten days you know mm-hmm. um, so, so I thought that was they they bo- they were able to buy into the thing and then participate in facilitating facilitating which was pretty awesome yeah pretty amen. So, Eddie, that was some of your story. Dennis, could you share a little bit of your story just in terms of you hopping on, not only doing 10 days for the first time, mm-hmm. but also being on our, our leadership team? I didn't think I was coming into all that much leadership. Uh. Well, you're, you're, on the, you're on this video. I mean, the, I mean you know, yeah. you're, you're famous now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came because uh, I needed more. I, I needed to see an upgrade in, in my level of prayer. Um, sometimes uh, pastors do things because uh, they need it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and you hope that some of your people come along with you. Um, so I came and uh, the relationship that, that developed between the three of us uh, and the core group of people meeting you know, was, was wonderful. It, it exceeded all my expectations. Um, and it inspired me again to, to raise the level of prayer in, in our congregation. Um, I, I have been richly blessed in my life to have been a part of some incredible uh, large group events and some incredible um, 
revival and renewal uh, uh, ministries at Toronto and Brownsville, at, at, out at Bethel, the Promise Keepers movement, uh, marriage encounters. You know, the, uh, my life is full of just really outstanding things. But for me in this season of my life, um, I'm, I'm, I'm simply drawn to the things that are very grassroots, have very little overhead, uh, and allow people of, of a, a, a rich variety of backgrounds and skill levels and experience bases to, to interact with one another, um, keeping it really, really simple okay. and, and making it possible for God to inter interact with people in a way that, that I don't get in the way, hmm. you know. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, Dennis and Eddie, uh, it's been great to have this time together and really reminisce a bit. Yeah. And to, uh, and to even maybe spark some things that we're going to look at putting in place for next year. And so th this conversation helps me think about the future. Mm -hmm. I think I can say for Eddie, we're ready to get low before the Lord. <laughs> wow. To lament wow. and mourn. You've, you've caught on. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you to both of you. And I, I do want to highlight one thing as we close, and that is one one aspect that was so different this year from the previous four years that I was involved is we had the right leadership team mm -hmm. together. And I just want to highlight that. Mm. It's so important. And I appreciate you guys. And um, that helped launch 10 Days Forward in the Michiana area. Mm. Um, so thanks for joining us. And we hope that your 10 Days experience is awesome. <laughs>